I'm drunk and I've been drinking heavily all morning. Boobies, boobies, boobies. And Taro Adun, y'all, and welcome to Azeroth Coast to Coast. We are the three-headed archon of terrible podcasts. I am Gavril. This is Chris. Hello. And that's Mr. Kevin. Hello. On last week's show, which in actuality was two weeks ago because the guys fucked up and corrupted the show that they recorded last week while I was attempting to survive Black Friday, we talked about all the bits and bobs and what we wanted to see in the upcoming, at some point, classic servers announced during BlizzCon 2017. This week, we're talking about the latest sweeping changes that have come and are coming to Heroes of the Storm for some reason. Um, Also, I'm going to try to be as difficult as possible during the entire show. Uh, With that, we're going to hit you with our best shot right into this week's show. Guys, how are we doing this week? Woo-hoo. Woo, that's your woo girls now. Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Whatever. Um, so, uh, Chris, how has your week been, buddy? Um, It's been good. I've been leveling up a hunter on the US servers because Kevin won't stop telling me to resub. So I did it. Um, Last week it was... You poor bastard. Last week uh, it was like level 30 when we were recording and failed. Uh, it is now 110 and 882 I level, I want to say. There you go. And nice. uh, big apologies to their guest last week, which is Daniel, which is a buddy of ours named Thickness. And it was Thickness. Um, your shit sucked and you're bad at video games. So, But we love you. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Um, very, very sorry. And Daniel was very apologetic as well. He was upset. It was, yeah, because I, I believe it was his audio file that was corrupted. Yeah. Womp, womp. womp. Um... What else have I done? I've been playing a little Destiny 2, did some with Kevin, showed him how to do some basic bits and bobs. Um, Quit stealing my phrase. Your mother. Uh, I've also played some Heroes of the Storm. I'm loving Alex Straza again, because she continued to play her even in Ranked, and she's so fun. Not excited, not not happy about some of those healer nerfs, but you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll plot along, we'll purr through. Oh yeah. <laughs> what was it? 5% across the board uh, for like everything? Yeah. Pretty much. Didn't like it. Jesus Christ. Didn't like it at all. Yeah. Um we should probably talk about that later in the show. What else? I've been Oh, I took I took my buddy Dan onto the P- different Daniel uh, onto the PTR because he is obsessed with Hanzo and he said the only way he'll play Heroes of the Storm is when Hanzo finally joins. So I let him play Hanzo, and he's loving it, and he said it's all he's going to play. So, hey. <laughs> Is this a Dan we know? No, it's a Swedish Daniel. He's a lovely Daniel. Swedish people, goddamn. it. And a metric fuck ton of work. I've been working a lot. I haven't enjoyed it. But money. That is the only reason I worked, like, nine days straight and did, like, 12-hour days the whole time, so... It's which is why I missed last week's show because, uh, of course, quarter four and Black Friday. All right, Mr. Kevin, how was your week, buddy? I had a good week. Thanks for asking, Chris. I did the Antares raid this week. Oh shit! Thanks uh, for asking, Chris. Fuck. I did the Antares raid this week. <laughs> did that too. I forgot about that. It was fun. It was fun. Good. Um, how, how is Antares? Because we got as, six as y'all bosses know. down. Oh, that's not bad. As yeah. y'all know, I don't really do a lot of WoW these days. Um, just not engaging at the moment for me. But uh, I'm glad you're actually having a lot of fun. 
Yeah, um, the bosses in the raid this time around are very different. Um, we definitely have some bosses that we haven't seen yet, uh, different types of fights. Um, one in particular that was pretty fun was Eonar, which is like a tower defense fight. You have bosses coming from three different directions. You have to run around and kill them all. Um, very interesting. We didn't actually know we had finished the fight when we finished it. Yeah. We didn't actually, it definitely we had ends no abruptly. idea that we had actually done it. It just kind of said, oh, you've done it. I was like, what? What happened? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> no, that is exactly how it ends. It just stops. Um, awesome, I will awesome. say so the Antorus Council mm-hmm. fight. So fun. I love that fight. The, oh, hey, you got something to look the High I don't know if we've even gotten that one. You not done the Antorus High Council? The High Command? Yeah, that one. Okay, yeah, that one's fun too. I, I was, it was me and uh, one of our shamans that was jumping in and out of the pods, and it's, it's nice, it's interesting mechanics. I think it's actually really good. It's a really, really good fight, really solid fight. I'm interested to try it on Heroic. Yeah, we, it took us like 10 minutes to kill that boss, because I think they weren't stacking the debuff on the boss enough. So you can stack up to a 15% damage increase yeah. on the boss, and I think no one was doing that. So it took us like a full 10 minutes to kill it. I think we... Oh, no. Or three shot it. That's yeah. not bad. Everything else we one shot was... Norm- normal, I feel, is a little undertuned this time compared to... Or at least the earlier bosses are a little undertuned. Oh, yeah. yeah. No way we would have gotten through this many bosses in one night, in like one week. Well, we we did that. We did it in one night. We still got another raid night to, uh, on Sunday. Yeah, we got through Jesus seven Christ actually. I do think it's in a little nights. undertuned. I think they need to pump the numbers up a little. Well, bit. after after the ass pounding of what what was the last one night hold two no, Argaris, yeah. But the thing is, after after the ass pounding, that was. Tomb on yeah. normal. The difficulty of Tomb ramped up. It was easy early, and then it just ramped up way too fast. So it was, it was the opposite well, end of the maybe spectrum. That's the situation. Like you haven't gotten through all the bosses, so maybe that's the situation you're going to be dealing with. I'm just worried that it's going to be another Firelands where everything is kind of easy, and then the last two, or, or, or even for Firelands, it was the last one. But I'm saying two or three for the for the number of bosses are really really hard that's what i'm worried about i hope it's not going to be the case but we'll well, yeah. see. you're gonna have fun just pounding your head against we'll it see. ceaselessly so um gavril i also played some destiny 2 leviathan raid leviathan. that was interesting How'd that go um there's a lot of mechanics that you have to follow it's not just shooting things so that was pretty fun well i mean um, that sounds a lot like the raids in Warframe. Then, like, there's there's mechanics you have to pay attention to instead of yeah. just like shooting things randomly. And the ones in uh, Defiance yeah. as well. Yeah, it was definitely interesting. I was not prepared for it. I only watched one video prior to playing it, and um, it was it was different. Screw that. Go in blind. Oh, that's <laughs> what we've done for Andorus. Uh, Dungeons, I played a Seat of the Triumvirate level 10. How'd that with, go? Um, I, I think we were talking oh about God. that right after Seat came out, where the whole thing is very linear. Yep. So it there's... was a fucking mess. 
there's so much so trash. Not, like, dealing with the trash correctly, well. or was it the bosses giving you issues? Not only is there a lot of trash, but trash just comes from the sky like every five minutes or something. Yeah, it does until you clear that second boss, I think. And, um, yeah, we just didn't know the mechanics of the bosses very well, and we had gone through it once on, like, normal Mythic, and, um, you know, we did it just fine, and then we went to, you know, from normal Mythic to Mythic plus 10, and it was, like, an entirely different dungeon. Like, the mechanics really mattered. You have to really pay attention. That was kind of the whole purpose purpose of of Mythic, though, isn't it? Yeah. Like make make um, make mechanics matter again. Yeah. Make mechanics. But it's not great. like you can just you know. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just like play that dungeon and then go up, you know, step by step. I mean, it sounds like it's it sounds like it's kind of sort of the transition between the old normal and heroic in BC. Then in that case, where uh, it just ramps up. Heroic dungeons where you actually had to pay a lot of attention to how the mechanics worked through the dungeon. Um, like the uh, like uh, Shattered Halls, the Gauntlet. Like you actually had to pay attention to how the mechanics and how the specific mobs you were dealing with worked on heroic as opposed to normal. So my week was really actually pretty crappy because I was actually just stuck doing work because uh, yesterday was I think my seventh or eighth day in a row on like a twelve hour day for the week. Um, so I haven't had a whole lot of chance to sit down and play any sort of video games or anything like that. Um, I did play a little bit of Destiny 2. I picked that up on the Black Friday sale, and uh, I'm going to complain about that in a little bit, actually, uh, later at the end of the show. Yeah. Uh, because fuck Activision and fuck Bungie. Um, but uh, the boys did uh, helpfully write a, uh, a a last week for me, which was I was trampled by a Black Friday Friday uh, Friday a Black Friday crowd and lost a finger. Um, which was not accurate. Our Black Friday was actually very smooth and orderly. Uh, and I don't think we actually even had any arguments or fights in the last year. I don't believe you. So, uh, it's America. It's America. Yeah. No one got punched in the face? No, I actually don't think we had any major arguments. No, this year. This is, maybe like the first wow. year that I've been working retail that we haven't had like a major argument or something approaching a knockdown kind of impressive. in Chris, the line. What was the hot toy? Hot toy this year. Everybody has been asking about fingerlings and LOL surprise dolls. What um, the fuck? I th- yep, those are. I the, blanked for a second. I thought you said those are fingerings. I was like, what? <laughs> no, those two are like if if we've got them in, people go nuts for them. <laughs> I'm gonna have to Google this finger. What's a fingerling? Please spell it correctly. It is literally a little toy you put on the end of your finger and you just kind of play with it, and that's Please it. Please make sure if you're googling okay. that, spell it correctly because that's not gonna end well. <laughs> no, and, I mean it just depends on if he has safe search on or off. What's the uh, LOL surprise doll? It's a blind. It's a loot box. It's a loot box. It's literally oh a loot box. God, it's a blind I don't want bag real toy. Life loot box. <laughs> Dude, these things have existed for decades, okay? Like not LOL surprise dolls specifically, but uh uh real life loot boxes. They're also called uh, it, it derives from a Japanese thing called gachapon where it that's where you put a quarter in a machine and you turn the dial and it gives you a little capsule toy and it's random. Oh, I love those things. It's called a got. It derives from sort of like a Japanese sort of thing that's called gachapon. Um, but it's very similar to that. And basically, you buy a blind bag, or you buy, in this case, it is a blind sphere of plastic, 
and you open it up and it's got a little toy inside and it's random and you're trying to get all the clothes. Well, essentially, that's what McDonald's um, Happy Meals used to be. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah. I remember the McDonald's they Happy Meals. They were essentially loot boxes. That was a long time ago. Yeah, it, it, but the thing is, it, it, the whole concept is very much loot box, the sort of same concept that loot boxes are using these days. It's the blind bag collectible thing. Um, yep. Um, that's exactly it, Kevin. He's linking uh, LOL surprise dolls from Amazon into our Discord channel, which we're going to mention the Discord channel later because uh, we'd love to see y'all. Um, yeah. yeah, so, but yeah, Black Friday was actually very calm this year for both, for the most part. We had a very, very long line. Um, uh, the hottest toys, yes, LOL dolls, fingerlings. Um, there was something else. What about technology wise? Two hottest things we had that people wanted, well, three, uh, Google Mini speakers, Google Mini homes. Um, one second. Um, uh, Fire Stick TVs. And what was the other one? There was one other really important one. Um, there's one other really big one that we were selling a lot of. Um, shit, and I can't even remember what it was. Um, it's just gone out of my matter. head. Um, it doesn't matter at all. It really doesn't. Um, but also, uh, instant film, instant cameras, instant cameras, like Fujifilm instant. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Fujifilm instant mix cameras were really big. I've seen a lot of people uh, with and them. And the Polaroid camera was actually pretty big too. They still exist. They still exist. It's, uh, they're interesting. You know, those were really big items for us also. No, I've definitely seen a lot so. of people with them last year or so. Yeah, so it, it's that, it's that retro sort of styling and that retro sort of feel that people are like interested in. <clears throat> so yeah, so instant cameras have been really big too, and of course everything Apple. Mm, yeah. Shall we move on to some listener feedback? Uh, yes, let's, let's in do. fact move on to some listener feedback. We have actually got a crap load of Twitter interactions this week. Uh, no emails, womp womp. <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and cover this uh, first one that we've got here. Um, so this is coming to us from Anne in Wonderland at Anne the Gamer. Uh, and uh, we just wanted to throw this one out there and say thanks. Uh, we always love getting a little shout out uh, from our listeners. Uh, I discovered a cool podcast at Azeroth CTC and one of the hosts is a wad baby like me. Uh, it's so rare and it makes me happy. Uh, we love to hear from y'all, especially like some of our newer listeners, people that have been uh, not in the game with us or with WoW for that long because we like to hear y'all's side of things. We like to hear what y'all are interested in. Um, we've branched out a little bit from where we started the show at. Uh, well, actually, I should say where these boys started the show at, uh, where it was just sort of really solely focused on WoW, and uh, we've kind of come into sort of like a whole Blizzard IP sort of thing. Uh, we still do love at our core wow and we love to hear from y'all that uh you know y'all are enjoying the show so thank you very much ann yay uh does anybody want to cover the next one uh i'll take the next one uh so we got a message from robin which is at arley 82 saying at azrael's coast to coast listening to episode 20 and oh my god uh akari mag you hush up about the old keyring bag it was awful and those keys were awful and should stay dead and gone I like. I, I like liked the, key the concept ring. of a key ring. Thank you. I liked the goddamn key ring. It sucked getting attunements done, but at the same time, I liked having just sort of like that further little bit of like 
inhabiting your character a little bit. Yeah, you know? no, definitely. I'm um, looking forward to having it back. I in liked it. I I know. I I'd be I'll be excited to, you know, go grab all of my keys, go get my upper black rock key. Uh, sorry, Monastery not upper black key. rock. Upper black rock was uh get my Skolomance key, my Scarlet Monastery key, stuff like that. Um Upper Black Rock Spire was actually the necklace, wasn't it? Uh, was the, uh, the handprint. Hand yeah. Um, yeah. We got a couple tweets from uh, our, from Robin this week saying, um, second one, uh, continuing to listen to old episodes of Azrael's Ghost Coast. I love one week the argument is that Destin Priest isn't hard. Next week the argument is that it's a high skill cap. I do actually remember this. I, I don't remember the it wasn't hard I part. I do remember this. I remember the high skill cap. I argument. think this was before this. This was like when ne- none of us really understood new discipline. Um, and then or were we maybe talking about like ICC, where all you did is just blanket? Yeah, bubbles? we were. We had like the image of ICC, just blanket bubbles, or the image of Warlords Drainer, just bubble and penance everything. Um, but like obviously, I have since played new discipline. It is hard as balls. <laughs> it is super high I haven't cap. so uh, I haven't all I know is that it's not bad to solo with except that it has no AoE yes um, um, we also got a message hmm. from her saying also my favorite titles are commander and champion of the Naru um, old school PvP title or hand of a doll or get out <laughs> <laughs> gotta go with those exclusive titles you know yeah. Uh, yeah, except that the old school PvP isn't exclusive. It's just the feat of strength. Yes. Womp, womp. Uh, Kevin, do you have a favorite title, buddy? I'm looking for the title The Diseased. Because I want to be Chris, the Diseased. Chris, do you have a favorite title, buddy? <laughs> uh, my favorite... <laughs> away from Kevin's Diseased one. Uh, my favorite title? Um, <laughs> oh... I don't know. I, I like a lot of the ones that you get from the raids. Um, what was the Arthas 25 heroic one? Uh, Kings. No, that was the 10 man one. Oh, uh, Winter's, Winter's Bane. Winter's Bane. I love that one. It was some, it was like Some, Winter's Bane yeah, or something, something like, like that. that I don't know. But it's, it's, it's one of the, it's, it's one of those that if you got that back in the day, you were a fucking badass. I love those. I love that title. Oh, actually, actually. Sorry, Hand of a Doll well, is the title I use all the time. My favorite title has to be uh, Slayer of Lazy, Stupid, and Incompetent Minions. That's the one you got for um, the... That uh, Nefarian gives you yeah, in BWD. Like, temporary. It's, it's like a two-hour yeah, bump it's, it's or a it gives one, you. but it's a, it's a good one. I love that title. The one um, that I'm... And Kevin... The one that I'm hmm? actually going for is the Lightbringer. Oh, we'll see. There yeah. you go. That's the Argus one that you can get. Kevin, why don't you read the last awesome. one? All right. The last one is from Macras, and this one was the one that uh, started the shitstorm. Um, <laughs> he says, all of you podcasters keep talking about Destiny 2 in your shows, and Blizzard's stance on the matter now, was pretty clear at BlizzCon. No coverage at all. You should do the now, same. Now, Kevin, Kevin, let's be clear. The original tweet says D2. Yeah, it says yeah, D2. Which we thought, was, we thought was Diablo 2, and he corrected Because we've been talking a lot about Diablo 3 and like the possibility of the D2 remaster. Yeah. So at Any the time. time, it seemed like he was talking about Diablo, which fact he mentions Blizzard makes sense. Um, later it was discovered it was Destiny, Destiny 2 he was talking about. So 
I I answered this I answered this last week when we were trying to when we tried to record but the recording failed so um just want to say and I'll reiterate what I put in my tweet to him the our podcast has always been about talking about stuff we love Destiny Two is part of the Battle dot net fr- uh, platform it may not be a Blizzard game but it's part of the Battle net platform and we talk about pl- Battle net games. WoW, Heroes, Diablo, which has literally nothing in regards to coverage. StarCraft, literally nothing in regards to coverage because there is no news. But we talk about them because they're games we love and the games we want to play. Destiny 2 is a new member of that family, but it's part of that uh, Battle.net family. We will talk about it for as long as it is still there and we we enjoy playing it. Yep, I agree. Completely, 100%. Kevin? Yeah, I think it's fun. We're going to talk about it. We play the game, so you're going to hear about it, period. But I would like to point out that um, the gentleman in question that put the initial tweet out was very respectful with the responses I gave, and I do appreciate him raising concerns and criticism. And that, yeah. That's important. Like, it's really important. I want people to, you know, have a dissenting viewpoint. Mm-hmm. It's not a big That's deal. That's where discussions come from. I, exactly. Having a dissenting viewpoint doesn't mean that your opinion is wrong. It just means that I don't agree with your opinion. And you know what? I respect your right to say that, you know, no coverage about D2. I respect that. We disagree on the implementation of it, but I respect your right to say that. And good on you. And thank you for listening to the show, McCrass. Thank you very yeah. much. Please don't unsubscribe. <laughs> uh, so let's go ahead and do the shout outs real, real fast. We have an LB's corner. Uh, before we jump in. Well, I was going to say, let's do the shout outs real right. fast because I think LB's corner might have a little bit of conversation and I would like to jump straight into the okay. news today if we can help it. <clears throat> um, so shout outs real fast. U.S., the United States of America, the United Kingdoms, Australia, Canada, and Portugal. They are, of course, all high volume listeners for the show we love to hear from y'all if y'all are in one of those countries please go ahead and give us a shout out on twitter email us or jump into our discord channel we'll be giving the discord channel a little bit further down uh and uh yeah we'd love to hear from y'all and uh does somebody else want to cover that second part right there um so this uh last week Thanksgiving weekend was our year anniversary for of Azeroth Ghost to Ghost. A year last weekend we made this show. And we've done awesome things this year since we started. We were part of Calm Before the Storm. We've met lots of amazing people. We've had great podcasters on the show guesting with us. We want to thank every single one of them. We want to thank everyone for listening to us, for emailing us, tweeting us, for just being a part of this craziness and Let's be honest, the three of us will agree, crappiness that we do on a weekly basis, but it's fun. <laughs> yep. yep. Um, I especially would like to go and give a huge shout out over to Ro over at Realm Maintenance yes. uh, for having us on uh, and giving us a chance to be on the amazingly massive platform that uh, he runs every week and just giving us a chance to sit and talk to him. We we absolutely loved the experience we had and uh we love everything he does over there. So uh, thanks uh, thanks a lot for having us on, Ro. Uh, we also like to thank Thimless, uh, uh, Rilladoon, uh, Kaylee, so Vince Minucci, uh, Mike, Kaylee. Uh, we'd like Sandy. to thank all of them over over at 
Zabby, yes, sorry, uh, over at uh, Hotscast for having us on. Uh, that was uh, about a month well. and a half ago, maybe. Twisting, Twisting Nether. Nether, too. Twisting Nether, yeah, Twisting yeah. Nether, that's right. Uh, having us over at uh, Twisting Nether uh, for the show a couple of month and a half, two months back. Uh, we really enjoyed it. We really liked being there. Uh, thank you all so much. Uh, Kevin? Thanks for all the guests that we've had on the show. Um, Wendy, Bijan, Daniel, well, kind of Daniel. We've tried. Um, <laughs> Did we ever have Nikolai on a show? I can't remember. I think we may have. I'm not positive. Show. So several, several, several. Um, thanks to everyone who's appeared on the show. Um, we appreciate it, and we're looking to get more guests next year. Yep, uh, we're gonna we're we're not gonna move straight to like a. Uh, uh, yes, thank you. And uh, LB, our uh, silent partner of the show, is uh, confirming that we did have Nikolai on the show at some point. We so, didn't. Th- thank you. We uh, didn't thank LB. Yeah. Well, goddamn. Well, thank you, LB. Thank you, Frog, for being here and uh, being supportive of us from the thank very you. beginning and uh, being part of thank the show. Thank you for LB's Corner. Mm-hmm. Thank you for LB's Corner. Thank you for just being here and being <clears throat> supportive more than anything else. Um, and that goes to everybody. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you for uh, tweeting us. Thank you for emailing us. Thank you for following us on SoundCloud, uh, Twitter, iTunes, Google Play, whatever it is that you uh, you use for your platform. Um, just Thank you so, so much. And uh, we hope to have uh, another year plus of uh, really shitty content to uh, make your weekends terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yep. On um, to LB. So last thing we're going to talk about in the listener feedback, that's going to be LB's corner. So, Kevin, why don't you go ahead and jump into it? Okay. Why doesn't Blizzard let the heroes meta have room to breathe? Metas don't, all, don't only change with balance changes. Are the overreaching to the lack of balance patches in StarCraft? Um, so Over- I think you mean overreacting. Sorry. Yeah, no worries. Um, so the they aren't really overreacting to the balance, the lack of balance patches in StarCraft. I don't think personally. Um, I think more than anything, you have to remember that uh, the MOBA. And if you didn't hear me sarcastically adding the air quotes to it, I sarcastically added air quotes to it. Genre is kind of predicated on the developer reacting to the organic meta that grows out of the game and attempting to maintain some control over it. And uh, that's honestly what Blizzard is trying to do. And while I I don't don't entirely support it, I understand where they're coming from and why they're doing it. I think they are overreacting to like, especially with this double support thing that we'll get into later. They're just looking at something that's grown organically out of the game and trying to control it, which I don't agree with. Well, I won't agree that it's been organic in regards to the double support meta coming in. Um, Just the... I think the posts in regards to Blizzard actually talking about the nerfs was the best way they could just explain their reasoning for it. There was a very long post that they made talking about how slight changes to tanks making them, uh, and the introduction of armor making them a bit more beefy, but still being very powerful and damage-wise, justified the second healer over anything else. You would always, you see uh-huh. a lot of uh, teams that are 
one solid tank, a Muradin, with a Sonya as your second tank, and then you'd see a Lucio and an Ana, or a Tassadar and a Malfurion, plus a single damage dealer. You see a lot of that, especially in ranked play. And even in the competitive scene, you see that more often than not. I don't think it's a overreaction and a just a jump fix. I think this is something that's been building for a long time, and this is their right, we're putting our foot down. We need to see some more diversity in the team compositions, which I actually agree with. I think just flat out nerfing the supports wasn't the best way to do it. But I understand the logic in mind of trying to sort this problem. Because it is a problem. It has became the, the, in Europe mostly, it is the, the meta. If you're not playing two supports, you're playing it wrong. Hmm. Yeah. And I, I mean, if you go back to Dota and League, um, also, which are, you know, other games associated with it, uh, Smite 2 as much as, not as much, but still Smite. Um, some of these other large MOBA style games, you see that there are these metas that have erupted the game and uh, have taken the the player base by storm. And, you know, the meta changes as heroes are added, but at the same time, there are always going to be certain parts of the meta that stay stable. And that's, I think, what Blizzard is trying to attack. No, here. I'd agree with that. Uh, Kevin? Um, I say we get into it more in the news. We'll talk about the double support meta changes in general. Okay. Um, I agree with you, LB, that metas don't only change with balance patches. Anytime a new hero is introduced, anytime uh, some new interaction is discovered between heroes, uh, the meta does change. Anytime an unpopular hero gets picked in a competitive match. Yes, exactly. It (laughs) ruins the meta. And uh, to follow up with uh, LB's last question, which was, why does every support have to be a healer? Not every support is a healer, and not every healer is a support. Agreed. Agreed. Good. We're going to go ahead and jump straight into our news this week. We're only a half hour into the show, so it's going to be a little... We're going to run a little long this week, it looks, folks. Um, So, uh, Kevin, did you want to cover World of Warcraft this week? In the world of Warcraft news, Antares, the Burning Throne, has opened. What's available now is the normal and heroic difficulties. Um, starting next week on Tuesday or Wednesday, if, if you're in the EU, the Mythic difficulty opens and Raid Finder Wing 1 opens. Ooh. So that's happening. Obviously, since we talked about doing the raid earlier this week. Uh, Winter Vale, you have to wait until the 16th of December. That will be a thing. Uh, Cata Time Walking will start on next uh, Wednesday or Tuesday or Wednesday as well. That's um, December 5th through December 12th. And on the PTR right now, patch 7.3.5 has hit the PTR as of, I believe, Thursday this last week. So... Um, we're going to get into that in some detail now. Oh my God. So many things. <laughs> um, what, what hit you the most out of those 7.3.5 patch notes? What surprised me the most was the introduction of the Stormwind and Orgrimmar em- uh, embassies, as well as a lot of information coming in for four of the six allied races. Okay. What are embassies? 
So the embassies in the in Stormont and Orgrimmar are the locations where the Allied races will essentially be implemented in a way. Um, in the I know in the PTR right now on the Alliance one you've got um, Turalyon and Aurelia representing obviously the Lightforged Draenei and the Void Elves. There is no representative there currently for the Dark Iron. And then on the Horde, you do have a representative for the High Mountain Tauren and the Nightborn with no representative for the Zindalari. So that's a bit interesting to me is why are they implementing all this stuff already? Surely that should have been pre-expansion stuff. Well, I think some of the stuff, maybe it has to do with the requirements, which we'll talk about in terms of like gaining rep in order to unlock them. So maybe they give people time to do that stuff. Possibly, because that, that does kind of take us towards the achievements for the Allied races that have came out. Well, quite possibly it could just be them, you know, uh, burying the lead on it, you mm-hmm. know? So, that's just my thought, though. Another really nice thing that we did get was we got updated models for three of the Horde faction leaders. Uh, two of them drastically needed it. <laughs> uh Holy shit, Sarfang. Uh, yeah, that's that new Seraphim model. It is literally what he looks like in the Battle for Azeroth cinematic. It is gorgeous. It is absolutely amazing. Um, Bane also got an update, and seriously, he looks badass. He looks like he looks in the... Um, he looks like he looks in all the art. Hearthstone card. He looks like he looks like in the art and all the hearse. Yeah, he's no longer just a he's no longer just a generic Tauren model. Which one are you talking about? Uh, Bane Bloodhoof. Bane Bloodhoof. What's he? Uh, Tauren. The Tauren racial. The Tauren racial leader. Uh, And uh, my favorite, Nathanos Blightcaller, got an update. This is his second update in two years. Uh, Uh And he looks amazing. Genuinely, looks awesome. I love this new model for him. He's using a very highly edited uh, human model. It looks almost like a Gin yeah, model in it, some it ways. Genuinely, it's a, it's a very nice model, and it's another waistcoat, like another really cool looking waistcoat. I really, I really hope we get some of those. We need waistcoats. Oh, yeah. Waistcoats now. Make waistcoats gay, great again. You said gay again. <laughs> gay again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but no. I actually said he's, gate, but uh, he's a difference. ranger, so he's a hunter. He uses a bow and arrow. I want a waistcoat for my ranger. I want to look badass. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, what else were we talking? Seven three five. We got the new battleground. Uh, it's not available yet. We did get the new but battleground it's there. It's Silvis, It is the right? one in Silvis. Yes, I can't again. Three weeks in a row, cannot remember the name of it. It's the shimmering shore, the shifting shore, something, something like, like that. that. But LB will tell us in the chat he did last time, <laughs> and we will again tell uh-huh. us we're terrible. Uh, but yep. that I wasn't here last week, so I wasn't. That terrible. is also available. Uh, I don't think it's available for testing now, but it will be there. The the files are all there, ready to go. They just need to turn it on for testing. And mm-hmm. the biggest um, one we've mm-hmm. the ahead. level scaling is intro- is implemented. Yes, we are not going to go deep into the level scaling right now. We're going to post that, probably a link to that uh, specific MMO champion Possibly article somewhere in the... Because well, that's a lot. Yeah, but long story short, pretty much assume that um, any zone you get to, 
um, the original level scaling goes all the way up to the max level for that I will expansion. also link a video to a, uh, a video that Bellular did on his channel. It goes into a lot of detail on the leveling, and it is very good. Um, it gives a lot of information, and he's actually tested it on PTR and live on uh, characters, both in vanilla, vanilla zones and Burning Crusade zones. All right, so that's pretty awesome. Uh, another interesting thing we got, I don't know if y'all mentioned it, but we did get, uh, there is a lot of VO voiceover live to any, yeah. uh, in the data files. I haven't listened huh? to any of it yet, but I'm so intrigued. Uh, for the allied races. So they will not be using just the standard voice files for their uh, similar race. They will be using a custom voice file for each of them. So uh, it's really interesting. MMO Champion has it all. If you want to go listen to like some of the flirt or the silly emotes or things like that, they've got those over in uh, on the MMO Champion page. And we will be posting uh, all four of those major news posts they have inside of the description. And the today. Nightborn one for the voiceover, it goes, it's, it's hilarious. I love it. Right. I'm, I'm, just listen, to yet, I'm so literally listening to it right now. So good. But guys, what about the new selfie camera filters? I, I'm i not oh, going to lie. Goddamn selfie camera. This is where you tell me I am the worst person possible. I'm actually excited for them because I love my selfie camera. <laughs> wow. All right. As long as the patch isn't just selfie camera stuff, I'm okay with it. I love my filters. Okay. Screw you guys. All right. Why are you guys so Go up, back to Instagram. up in arms about all these achievement changes? So the achievement changes are really interesting. Yep. Like the new achievements that have been added lead you a lot, give you a lot of information. Uh, in the past, traditionally, uh, early data miners have found a lot of information via the achievement mm -hmm. system. Uh, because typically they'll add in the achievements before they've added in any information about the event mm -hmm. the achievement is related to. That's how we found a lot of information about things in the past is through the achievement system. Um, okay. And what we're finding out this time is uh, just more information about the allied races. Um, mm -hmm. Because we've got achievements for allied races, High Mountain Tauren, Lightforge Draenei, Nightborn, Void Elves, uh, plus information about their heritage armor um, and all the achievements required for there. We don't have actual um, steps to completing these, but all of them are saying complete the quest below for the allied races. Um, mm -hmm. uh, we will re rewarding in the unlocking of the race, and then each, which we already knew for this part, each of the heritage armors uh, mm -hmm. earn level one hundred on a newly created uh, high mountain tour and Lightforge Drana, etc., etc. Um, my again, it comes, it comes back to what I said at the very start. Why are these things already here? Is it possible that we might be getting these sooner than we thought, or at least these four, because they are technically all already in the game. It's it's a possibility. I think it might also just be kind of giving people information in preparation for the patch. So if you don't, you don't have an alliance character with a max um, ranking with somebody, you know, start working on it. And um, for people who are interested in the old war time walking that's coming up, uh, many of the old war mm -hmm. achievements have been moved to feats of strength, and there is a new non twenty five uh, ten twenty five player version that is replacing them. Uh, built around the time walking event. Cool. I am very excited about that. Uh, it's gonna be pretty awesome. I got to make sure I have all of my. Uh, it's got some mounts. And if you are looking to do lore master, that is also changing in this patch. Um, currently, you just have to do a specific number of quests in each zone. 
But with the change, uh, with, with the patch coming, which is 735, they will be very similar to the, the quests, the achievements that we've experienced in Legion and Warlords of Draenor. Complete specific story chapters, uh, to earn the achievement rather than just number of quests. So I'm happy at that. I like that. I'm going to say though, I am super excited that they did not infinitely scale the zones. I am too. I'm really glad that if I go back to Aeon Forest, they're not all suddenly 110. Yeah, they're still they're capped at level 60. It's fine. I can still one-shot yep. everything with a casual AoE. I, it's re- I, I honestly, um, and again, I, I can't talk more about that Belly Order video because it's got all the it's got everything that you're needing in it, but it looks and feels great with leveling because the mobs are actually stronger as well like they have double the health that they have on live it's brilliant and on doubling let's talk about the levels (laughs) so they are increasing the amount of xp required uh per level from 10 to 60 yes so from 10 to 60 there is Depending on the level, there's either a 60 or 40% increase of the required XP to level um, from to the next level. I'm okay with this. Honestly, it's I'm not okay a big with deal. this because it's you oh, can right. level like in an hour if you do it right currently, one to 60. I'm okay with them upping the XP requirement mm-hmm. a little bit. Is that just because I'm maybe okay they tuned it. it too much after adding so many expansions? Possibly. They may have dumped the level requirements down just a little bit too far over time. Or it might just be they want people to see Which, the content. Yeah. Let's be honest, no one actually sees the Cataclysm content because you skip it so fast. Everyone just goes into dungeons nowadays. Mm-hmm. Which is another thing, they need to lower yep. that XP. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Um, do we have anything else we want to talk about 7.5? Because we're at 45 minutes and we're... <clears throat> A tenth of the way through the news right um, now. They did release the mounts and the armor sets for some of the. Fuck new- you! The void chicken looks awesome. <laughs> we can go. We can. We can yeah, stop void this conversation chicken's amazing. now. The light force and I get an elephant. Elec. A uh, light force fell crusher. Mm-hmm. The void people get a void chicken. Void chicken void looks elf, awesome. Void chickens, yeah. Um. The t- High Mountain Tauren get a uh, reindeer. It's an moose. elk. It looks awesome. It's a moose. And it looks awesome. The Nightborn get a cat, which looks really Man, similarly similar awesome. to the one you got for killing Gul'dan, which I'm a little upset about. But that one we kind of knew of because they're always riding cats around. Oh. Kitty cat. So those are pretty cool. Go check that stuff out on MMO Champion. Nope. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and jump over into Diablo 3. Season 12 is a lot of shit going on. Um, a lot of stuff has been really interesting. A lot of stuff has changed over the season. Um, a lot more classes and specs are available as very high tier um very high tier uh, greater rift pushers. So um, for solo content, so uh, definitely I'm gonna go ahead and link in a video that Riker did uh, both his original and his updated tier lists. And uh, we're also gonna suggest very strongly that if you love Diablo three stuff, go listen to the Cool Story Bro podcast. Uh, they're at KSB. That is uh, Kilo SB. I don't remember what Kilo the rest Sierra of you know, 
is a bravo kill sierra bravo bravo kill sierra bravo podcast on twitter um mostly because i have been drinking heavily today so words not much good to me okay um so go listen to them go listen to cool story bro they're a fantastic diablo 3 podcast we love to listen to them i personally love to listen to them too um hearthstone cobalt and catacombs the final live stream is 12 4 the expansion will be going live 12 7 so if you have not pre-ordered and you intend on pre-ordering go ahead and do that now okay awesome uh lots of really interesting stuff uh i'm not i'm still on the fence about pre-ordering but uh lots of interesting stuff going on right now uh who wants to talk heroes of the storm Heroes of the Storm, there was two blog posts this week. One was about the double support nerf, and the other one was about stealth. So last week when we talked about the show, um, we mentioned that they hadn't put out a blog post on stealth, and they've now actually done a deep dive on the stealth changes um, on their website. So you'll see on the website there's like a old and new screenshot gif where it says where it shows you kind of what it used to look like or what it looks like now on the live server and what it will look like after the change and it's very clear that you can now see this stealth hero better so that's pretty cool but also to point out when i was on a ptr we had a snowball on the other team and when she was mounted all you just saw was a a translucent nova floating in the air it was kind of funny (laughs) you didn't get the horse translucent just Mm -hmm. nova and they also detailed the fact and, uh, that we've... when you stop moving, you'll and after 1.5 seconds, you'll be completely invisible, um, and it won't even show the outline of your character anymore. Yeah, so that's interesting. Completely too. invisible. It's it's actually I think it's actually a really good way to design the stealth. Yeah. And we will actually be talking about uh, all these Heroes of the Storm-related stuff a little bit deeper in the rest of the show. Uh, Kevin, did you want to talk about Overwatch? Overwatch, um, this was news from last week, but it's continuing on to this week. The Blizzard world map is on the PTR for testing. If you haven't played it yet or if you didn't go to BlizzCon, definitely check it out. The Blizzard world map is really cool in Overwatch. All right. Uh, StarCraft, there's not a whole lot of news going on in StarCraft. Uh, I haven't been following the tournament scene, so I don't know what's going on right now because uh, of work. Uh, Blizzard, they uh, is the gear sale still on? Yeah. The gear sale went on, okay. I think, last week. Um, a lot of the stuff on gear.blizzard.com is on sale. Uh, I picked up one of the WoW bomber jackets because it was like 50% off. So there's some good deals there. And I'm actually wearing the All Alliance right. hat because it was like under 10 bucks. There you go. Yeah. Um, and now this is going to be just a quick aside that uh, Chris and I and Kevin all kind of talked about and mentioned. Uh, so I picked up Destiny 2 on the last day of the sale that they had going on, which was I think it was like 38 bucks or something like that, plus tax. Um, I was like, it's like $15 discount. I'm OK with this. I'll pick it up, whatever. Uh, does anybody want to mention what happened immediately after? It, it went, went on, on sale. sale for $26 on Amazon. Uh, it was also uh, everywhere, if I remember correctly. It was it was a full sale. Everywhere. Battle.net included. It was a full flash sale for them. Uh, that was kind of shitty. I felt really bad, actually, that you know I lost out on 15 bucks worth of savings. But, I mean, at the same time, I go, okay, whatever I paid for it, you know, as long as I get at least 10 minimum hours of playtime out of it, I'm okay with it. But it still felt kind of shitty to lose some money, you know, like two days after they ended their Black Friday slash Cyber Monday sale, 
Uh, and then suddenly, just randomly in the middle of the week, they put a flash sale up. I, I was kind of pissed about that. Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. Uh, just kind of felt that it was kind of shitty. That was all. It is. I mean, I was pissed off that it went on sale for Black Friday after like a week after I bought it. You knew it was coming up. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's why I didn't buy the damn game. I waited until Black Friday because I knew there was going to be some kind of a sale for it. Yeah, but I'm, no one saw a third of the price. Uh, I mean, that's I have, crazy. I have sympathy for Gav on it because he bought it while it was on sale and then it went even further on sale. That's, mm-hmm. that's Bill. That is bullshit. All right. Fuck this. We are an hour into this show. Let's go ahead and jump into the main topic. It's Heroes, the 2018 update. This is going to be the next major changes going on in Heroes of the Storm. So, Chris, did you want to go ahead and leave the charge on us? Uh, So, bear in mind, all of these these changes are on the PTR. So, everything we are talking about is subject to change. Um, just uh, in regards to numbers and things like that, but I think the overall idea of what's happening here will remain. Agreed with that? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Okay, so the first thing we're going to talk about yeah. is the one that's had some slight controversy because people weren't sure how Blizzard were actually going to do it. Is performance-based matchmaking? So let's just put this as it is well. Yes. Needed. Let's just put this out here right now. It's not gonna fuck your MMR up in regard if you if you know what you're doing, you're st- if you know what you're doing, but you still lose, you're still gonna lose ranking. So the way that Blizzard has phrased this, the better you do well, in a game, the better ranking you will get if you win. The better you do in a game, the less the the less ranking you will you will lo- lose if you lose the game. You're still gonna lose if you lose. You're still gonna lose ranking if you lose. That was one of the things that people weren't sure about. Am I gonna get ranking if I lose just because I performed better? No, you're still going to lose ranking. Right, and this is all based on the fact that you have an MMR, which is a matchmaking rating, which is based on how many games you win or lose and helps match you with other players who have won or lost similar number of games. Yeah, so your MMR is that hidden number that we all want to know, but we don't. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, also, the, also, the system will take into account the hero you're playing, the battleground you're on, the game mode you're playing, and the region uh, uh, the region that you're playing on. It is a machine that is driven by learning. Um, machine machine oh, learning. Yes. Thank you. Machine it is machine learning driven. Thank you. I cannot English today. <laughs> um, so if you're playing, say, for example, Zagara, who, uh, depending on how she builds, is either a team fighter or is a dominant pusher. If you build that dominant pusher build, you're not going to be penalized for not being in every team fight in regards to your MMR because that is how you've built and that is how the hero is supposed to play. Yeah. Um, Think about the similar players uh, pop up that appears at the end of the game. Yeah, it's you know, a similar players of that. did this or yeah. But if you're building the team fight build. And you're always pushing lanes. You're gonna get penalized. You're gonna. You're not gonna get as yeah. much ranking as you should be because you're playing the wrong based on your build. Um, mm-hmm. The system will be turned off for new heroes uh, when they are introduced, and if a hero gets a major rework, such as what the stealthies are getting currently. Um, mm-hmm. Another question that was asked: What about ranked play? Uh, they will be introducing a performance adjustment system to ranked but not right away. It will be coming eventually. 
Um, the performance adjustment system will, will adjust the amount of rank points you win or lose after a game, which mirrors the performance adjustment system right now that is applied to your MMR. Um, and it will, but that system will eventually replace that personal rank adjustment system, which thank God, because I hate that system. <laughs> yeah, I it's genuinely always like hate that system. Plus 100 for some random reason or minus 50 and is. Yeah. Who knows why? It got to the point where I was losing more than what I was winning. It was just not. It right. was not fun. So this next one is something that's kind of actually a big deal to me because I love the field of view. Everyone. Uh, but <clears throat> yeah, so the in-game camera height has been significantly increased in order to provide more visibility of the battlefield. So what that basically means is that your FOV. Uh, is not larger, but you're able to scroll the camera out further to gain a deeper view of the battlefield around you. Uh, that's always been a major complaint I've had. I, I'm I'm so used to playing uh, Dota 2, where the camera is actually relatively yeah. far out, and you know, coming into Heroes, it was kind of a it was kind of a shock because the camera is so tight. But they will be increasing that distance on that camera, so yeah, that's going to be really League fun. Same with League of Legends. This Heroes was, was the lowest camera of all the big mobas. Yeah, this is going to be a great change to help you figure out, you know, when you're going into a team fight, where to go exactly, and it'll um, help build up map awareness. Yeah, definitely. Yep, map awareness is key. Battleground objective changes. Um, first of all. There's going to be an objective at 90 seconds into the match or three minutes into the match for certain maps, and then other maps are not being changed at all. Um, the three maps uh, where you'll get objectives 90 seconds into the match uh, will not affect Tomb of the Spider Queen or the Volskaya industry map. Yeah. So, okay. So maps that have really strong sort of semi-neutral minions that push... Um, I think it just has to do with a turn-in based or a time-based system. Like um, the matches that I think we were talking about last time that were kind of important was like um, Gardens Garden of Terror. Terror. That's yeah. the worst. So that will be it. Will now activate three minutes into the match. So it just gives you more time to kind of build up your lane pushing and some early experience before the objective starts. Yeah, and the thing with Spider Queen is it's one that you have to hand in to actually activate the mecha- right. the objectives. And Volskaya was designed around this new system anyway. You'll notice on Volskaya, there are certain structural changes that aren't similar to other maps. Uh, which we will mm-hmm. go into more details later. But yeah, but Garden Terror, the objective is up practically constantly. And it um, depends on mm-hmm. how fast the minions spawn, yeah. which can you know is going to naturally extend that early game for you. Yeah. Um well, we're moving on. Yes. Um, um regeneration mm-hmm. globes. They will now become neutral if they are not claimed after three seconds. Um this means that both teams can claim them. I think this is a great change because this uh, regen globes just uh, showing up for both teams all the time uh, with each minion wave. Let your enemy kind of stay in lane a bit longer. The fact that you can now push them back mm-hmm. and take their globe, taking away their ability to regen, gives you if you if you if it gives you a bit more lame dominance if you're able to do that. So I think it's going to give us a bit more 
a bit more of a lane uh, presence in some in some maps, and less mm-hmm. of a and team helps, fight dominance. In some especially maps. with some of the lane bubbles. helps you complete your quest faster, and it prevents the other team from completing their quests. Yeah, that actually might make a uh, high king's quest on very completely agreed. Yeah, because right now I don't really ever take High King's Quest anymore. I only take a Lion's Maw yeah. Quest. Um, but the chance to, you know, cut down the number of regeneration globes I need to get from my side only uh, would actually be pretty interesting. It means, you know, get that get that High King's Quest completed a little bit earlier. Yeah, your turn. <laughs> That's really interesting. Um so we're also seeing some changes into how structures are working. This is a really huge one. So structures will no longer have ammunition. I'll give you a second to uh, take a deep breath and a shocked gasp and pop your monocle Yeah, structures are like every other MOBA. <laughs> yep. Um, so I think that's a good idea. I really do. I really think it's a good idea. No, it's a great idea. I'm surprised it wasn't there from launch. Kevin? Um, we went back and forth about this the last time we talked about, it. I mean, in a way it helps prevent like someone j- from just l- getting a lane to push into a keep and knock it over without it defending itself after a while. Um, and then in another sense, it was kind of good to be able to exhaust the ammo and get the extra push, uh, from an offensive perspective. So, you know, kind yeah. of both ways. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, I think it's a good idea, but that's just me. Um, the One of the other big changes is this is a pet peeve, mm-hmm. and I'm so glad that For it's been fixed. For all the ADD people. Yep. <clears throat> Walls are automatically destroyed if you destroy towers and a gate. So, Hallelujah. yay, thank you, Jesus, because... I am that guy that will sit and kill, tower, kill walls after I a tower has been destroyed. I will miss team fights because I'm <laughs> It's so frustrating. Walls. The ADD is real. It is. It is indeed real. Um, so that's a big one. Uh, vision range on the towers has been increased uh, by 25%. So that's a full quarter. So that, that means those towers view have a large yep. view. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also seeing the damage they deal to minions decreased by 25%. So they're... The balance between it no longer having an ammunition pool means that it deals less damage to minions. The interest. So instead of two shotting most minions or three shotting most minions, yeah. The the interesting point here is that if you destroy an enemy wave of minions, your minions will do more damage to their gate, right? Or they'll be able to stay alive a little bit longer and do a little extra damage. Yeah, yeah. If you because of this, how this works, yeah. If you if you nuke the opposing wave faster, then they can do any damage to your people, your guys will stay up longer. They will do more damage to the enemy gates. Which I think is a great change because (laughs) it helps provide more value when you do clear wave. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The biggest one out of the whole thing is that towers and forts, forts and keeps, sorry, not towers, forts and keeps now have true sight and can reveal stealth heroes. So, sorry, all those Novas and... um, Zera tools that used to spend all day hunting. Yeah, uh, the Abathur hunting parties are no longer going to be a thing. And Murkies yep. have a safe place to put Sorry, their guys. egg. Yep. Abathur and Murky. Uh, this is I, I view this as an indirect buff to both oh, Abathur and Murky. 
because they now have the opportunity to be safe within uh, the confines of their uh, uh, exterior bases by the forts and keeps. So that's really interesting. Um, Minions. Yeah. Base damage is increased 10% across the board. Uh, spawn immediately when the game begins. Okay, that's really interesting. So you don't have to wait for the wave to get there. You'll, they'll be there faster. The wave will beat you there, and you'll go get to yep. the wave afterwards. Because yep, it's, what, 30 seconds first. on game start? Yeah, so you'll go meet them well, in mid. No, when the game begins, when the timer hits zero, it will immediately spawn minions. Okay, 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 okay. So it will just prevent some of that lag time and hopefully prevent some of the let's all go go mid and kill each other and wait for the minions to show up. Yeah, okay, I see what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Mercenaries. But the base damage increase will help um, push them against walls too. Yep. Yes, definitely. Um, we're also going to be seeing mercenaries spawn at a flat 60% into the 60 seconds sorry 60 seconds into the game which is actually a pretty big deal like you know all the mercenaries yeah, spawning at exactly the same time is going to be interesting they're, just the, huh? they're all being up right away because the boss usually didn't spawn right away there was always a yeah. delay on that will it also affect no. bosses? well now we're seeing a one minute it's technically a mercenary camp hmm? okay yep um and then we do have a very large chunk of change right here. We're going to go ahead and break that one down a little bit. But this is going to be a kind of going over the stealth changes. So, um, yep. Kevin, did you want to go ahead and show sure. that off? Um, there's going to be an overlay to indicate when a stealth character goes invisible. So they'll be able to know themselves when they're actually invisible. Um, they're also adding a new stealth visual effect, which will help you see the character better. Um, you know... There had been several ways to, quote, you know, hack the system where you could lower your um, visual quality of the game in order to see the stealth characters better. Or uh, there was a bunch of other little tricks that people tried to use. And it, it's just going to be easier in general to see a stealth character um, instead of, you know, having a, a nerf if you had a bad monitor or if you had the settings up higher. Okay. so. Uh, the stealth heroes are actually going to be getting a change themselves. We put down a few of our notes regarding what the changes are going to be per character. Um, some general changes to Nova. She's just going to have faster speed when she's stealth to help, you know, get her near someone and actually nuke somebody. Um, that will be pretty cool. Uh, for Samaro, it's mm-hmm. going to be harder to detect which one is the real one based on some different talent changes he's getting. So, you know, it's just going to be harder to find the real guy and nuke him down quickly. Uh, Valera, mm-hmm. she's now just broken. Um, <laughs> there were a bunch of little changes to her where she's um, not only stunning a character, but also silencing them as well with one of her new oh, uh, base talent changes. So, yeah, there's just some and like be able to teleport behind the person from a short distance which Chris mentioned was already there. So she'll be able to teleport behind you, stun you, and then you'll be blinded for two seconds after the stun occurs. Uh, Nothing personnel, kid. (laughs) Yeah, pretty pretty nuts. And now I'm going to stop you before you go into Zeratul, okay? Because that last word is not correct. Okay. I know, I've told him that he swapped it again. Go ahead. Go for it. Okay, go ahead. Uh, 
Uh, uh, so Zeratul is getting a new heroic ability. It's the Might of the Nerazim. Nerazim. Okay. All right. Uh, and the Nerazim is the proper noun for the Dark Templar. Uh, do you know anything about it? Because I literally um, don't. Um, it's assen- yeah. if, if I remember correctly, it's essentially... Uh, it's getting rid of his other one that's not Void Prison. I can't remember what it's currently called. And the Blink one. The Blink yeah. one. Uh, it gives him passively a damage increase, and then when he activates it, uh, I'm going to. I'm trying to trying to remember. I think it's. It duplicates the last ability That's cast, it. dealing fifty percent damage, and doesn't benefit from talents. It's a LeBlanc ult. For anyone who's played, League yeah, of... or uh, Rubik. For anyone who's played League of Legends, it's LeBlanc or Rubik or from uh... Rubik from Dota. Dota, yeah. So it, it, it's a universal ability. So he, or I'm guessing it's a, in a certain range of him, he can duplicate the last ability that was cast. Right. And he's also getting like a follow-up ability, like his ability as well. So the next basic attack will deal an additional 40% damage. That occurs baseline. And then he has the ability to duplicate the last ability cast, doing 50% damage. So that's not bad. Just, that's pretty interesting, uh, actually. You know, the ability to kind of. Bop in, do a bunch of damage, bop out, that kind of thing. Or even like do a double cleave. Or I mean, something. just think about him catching a stun. Yeah. Just think of him catching a stun from somebody. Yeah, he's going to get nuked down if that happens, but he's going to do a ton of damage now with this new, um, this new heroic ability that he gets. And it gives him a lot of and, escape because he can blink and then blink again. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. So let's talk our feelings and how we are how we're how what we're seeing out of this uh so it's not just make this last 20 minutes a very dry 20 minutes um so how do y'all feel about all this kevin um i really like the abilities or the changes that they're doing to like the actual structure of the game and i applaud them for actually making some structural changes you know being two years into it like i like that they're seeing some you know, core aspects of the game that are not going the way that they want them to and having the courage to actually change them without, you know, worry, be, being worried that the community is going to revolt, right? Well, I mean, when you have the smallest community out of all the MOBA games, you kind of can do yeah, those things. Yeah, you can. Yeah. yeah, I mean... Like, you can take a lot of to look at it, yeah. I... But, um... It's not a bad thing. I like Heroes. This is a very I good do. game. At the same time, it is the smallest yeah, of the MOBA communities. Um, so, yeah. Even Smite like has more players. That they have listened to the community in regards to stealthies. Because it's not that they're difficult to see. Like, for me, because I'm on a high-end computer with a good monitor, I can see them no problem. We spoke about this last week when we, were, when we failed our recording. Um, if you're on a low-end system, you can't see them. It's impossible to see a stealth if you're on a low-end system or your monitor is uh, low-end. It is downright impossible. I literally had an Alarak in a ranked game that was dying to a Nova constantly. When we we said to him near the end of the game, can you not see her shimmer? He's like, no, my graphics are shit. It's like... (laughs) It's it's one of those... It's like, oh, okay. Sorry for being a dick. 
I, I think it, it ranks up there with the things that infuriate people in games. Number one is being killed by someone you can't see. The other one is having your character taken over where you can't control it. I think in both scenarios, it's just completely infuriating and there's nothing that you can really do about it. It's that, you know, loss of control or feeling that you don't have any anything that you can do to counter it. But the stealth changes doesn't stop that. Because mm-hmm. if, if, pl- if the stealth no, is played right, you're still going to die from things you can't see. So I don't, I don't, I don't think that's a bad thing, dying from things you can't see, because as long as, as long as you're positioning yourself right, you can escape from that most of the time. As long as you're doing it right on your end, you can escape from it. Well, it'll just be easier for you to see it instead of, you know, not seeing it, which I think is going to feel better in general. Yep. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, the performance-based um, matchmaking, I think, is also a really good thing to actually be based on how you're doing in the game. Or, you know, you're still going to... If you lose a ton of games, you're still going to rank down. But you'll rank down less if you did well instead of just, you know, completely doing shit in the game. And it also means that getting carried yeah. is less effective. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Boys, out of all of these changes that are coming with this PTR, what are you most excited about, period, Chris? Uh, Performance-based matchmaking, 100%. Kevin. Game, camera, height. Being able to see more. I'm going to agree Being able to actually see what's happening going into a team fight, I think it's just going to make you better in general because you'll, you'll know what's coming before you jump into the fray. I can agree with that, actually. I mean, I think that will be the biggest change that people won't notice is the fact that they're just more aware of what's going on on the map before they just jump into a team fight blindly. So that's going to be a huge change. I can mm. definitely agree with that. Yeah. Mm. All right. So uh, do we have anything else we wanted to talk about about the topic at hand or anything else we sort of talked about today? guys? It's all on the PTR. So if you do want to test it out, install it. It's not a big download. Uh, everything you have on live on multiple regions gets transferred over onto the PTR server for you to use and play around with. So do you want to test these changes? Do it. Yeah, I mean, we're going through this pretty quickly and dryly because we've already done it once. But um, there was, I promise me, there was much more lively conversation the the first time. I'm so sad we lost that that (laughs) recording because it's such a good, we had so many good conversations. Yeah, we had plenty of good conversations <laughs> just in the fifty minutes leading up to That's the true. main topic. Whereas in the other shows, the other way around. <laughs> exactly. <sighs> oh well. Um. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm totally hyped about all these changes. I can't wait to see what's going on with it. Um, I think that about covers everything that we were going to talk about this Agreed? week. Uh, agreement. Yep. Oh, I should I should mention All one right, final so, thing. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen the Heroes of the Storm video with the new skins and what's coming for the Winter Veil, um, go check it out. It's really cool. Lots of new skins and a new uh, gingerbread. I want the gingerbread out. cookie man so badly. <laughs> Get up and slam. Okay, yeah. All right. Let's move on to Don't Do That. Uh, 
Don't do that. Christopher, do you uh, have a don't I'll do that, buddy? reiterate the don't do it. I did it last week that no one heard. Um, if you're an Alarak and your computer is so bad that you can't actually <laughs> see stealthies, don't play ranked. You probably shouldn't be playing Alarak, period, considering he's a combo mage. My point stands, if you can't see stealthies, don't play ranked, because you're screwing four other people over. That's a very valid point. <sighs> My Kevin. don't do that revolves around people complaining about going into heroic or normal uh, for the raid while we're actually in the middle of raid night. I feel like that could have been a decision made prior to going in. Um, what we ended up deciding to do was uh, we would continue to do lockouts on normal until we finish it completely and then go into heroic since a lot of people are already at uh, 9.30, which is where the base gear drops for Antorus. So um, it's just really, I want to say unprofessional, but it's not professional in the first place. But it <laughs> it's kind of game. like really annoying to have to sit there to listen to people argue at the beginning of the raid because... They want to go into heroic to start with and never touch normal. It's, it, I don't know. It was just really pissing me off. This is where I'm not sure if, if Gav will agree with me or not. So, you're, you, there are certain people that wanted to do heroic over normal. They realize that they're going to be cutting their content in half because you're not a mythic raiding guild. Your raiding progression is normal to heroic. No loose a couple of weeks worth of uh, work on your work on it where you're spending two weeks doing normal. And then, you know, instead of doing two weeks of normal, you're going straight into heroic. So you're losing two weeks of raid time. You're losing two weeks. Yeah. You're you losing two weeks group. where you would have actually at the end. So once you kill the final boss, that's you're doing it two weeks early. So that's two weeks that you're out of content essentially, because this is the last tier of the expansion. Milk it as mm -hmm. much yeah. as you freaking can. Because let's okay, let's 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 assume Blizzard's not not learned from past mistakes and we get a year of Antorus. You're gonna yeah. hate life six months into that. Yep. If you yeah. can squeeze out an extra two, three weeks of content, that's an extra two, three weeks of content that you're squeezing out here. Jumping straight from normal to rogue, especially on the last jumping, skipping your initial raid tier, especially on the last tier of an expansion, is a dumb idea. Um, my group, we were very adamant. We're doing normal. We're making sure this lasts. Um, there you go. And also, your raid leader shouldn't have even says, "Yeah, we'll lock it out," because that's a grow a fucking backbone. <laughs> yep, I'll agree there. Gav? Uh, don't buy things during Black Friday slash Cyber Monday, uh, because obviously Activision will discount the things even further two days. Agreed. <laughs> Me still complaining <laughs> about Destiny 2. Yep. You're definitely getting obviously. your $40 worth, I think. I'll get my 40 bucks worth. Yes, I, I wish I would be getting my $25 <laughs> worth, but I'm getting my 40 bucks worth. Yeah. Well, I, I think after um, the expansion I, drops, they need to change that pricing structure. And have have it be more like World of Warcraft, where like it's the base game a World is ten dollars. You can't. They, it's not Ugh. up to Blizzard. It's not a Blizzard game. It's Bungie that makes. They the need to do something like that. It's Activision determining pricing. They better okay? do something like that. They won't. Um, <clears throat> 
So with that, I think it's going to cover just about everything. Any final thoughts, uh, Kevin? No. Chris? Destiny is not a Blizzard game. Stop thinking it is. <laughs> All right. Um, and I believe that the ham sandwich is the most imperfect sandwich that has ever been existed. Uh, so that's going to be our show for this week's folks to talk to us during the week. You can find us on Twitter. The show is at Azeroth CTC. Mr. Kevin over there is at swing cat with a K. Mr. Chris is at Akari underscore mag. I am at Gavril underscore ET. You can email the show at AzerothCTC at gmail.com. You can also visit our website at AzerothCTC.com. Shoot us a review on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, whatever. We love to hear from you. Join the Discord server. We are, I believe we are at uh, AzerothCTC. I believe we're at AzerothCTC on Discord. No, there's a link. There's a link. There is a link. We will put the server link in this week's show description if you want to come and harass us. Uh, It's perfectly fine. Uh, Those two are almost always on. I'm almost never on. So there you go. Uh, So uh, say goodbye, boys. Bye, boys. Bye.